you're listening to the Main Event Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Flash Gordon. I'm a fitness professional, pro wrestler, and coach, and I created this podcast to help people get off their asses, become their future fearless selves, and start living the lives they've always wanted. Each week, I bring topics and thoughts to the table that will not only help you redesign your mindset and step into the main event of your life, but also help you become a better person, not only for yourself, but for the people in your life and this world we live in. Hey, welcome back to the Main Event Mindset Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, you hit that subscribe button as well. That's right, podcast listeners are now on YouTube. So if you have a short attention span like I do, need to see some movie pictures, you can do that on YouTube now with the Main Event Mindset Podcast. And even if you're going to continue to listen to the pod and not watch it on YouTube, if you can just hop on, hit that subscribe button real quick, it goes a long way in supporting the pod. This week, I'm going to continue my series of interviews with colleagues from the wrestling world and see what it's meant to them to follow that dream and what that has meant for their lives going forward, even outside of wrestling. This week, talking to my buddy JDX, one of my favorite, favorite opponents, person, people to wrestle, uh, one of the best dressed in the locker room at all times. And he's had a few opportunities on TV lately, which is super, super cool for him and something that we all aspire to in that pro wrestling world. So without further ado, hopping into my interview with JDX. X. How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm coming off of a, a rather long weekend of uh, shows, of course. Um, yesterday, I took it easy, just chilled all day in bed. My girl was like, oh, I'm going to the gym. I was like, you got that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like, go for it. Go for that it. sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> I got back in there today, though, you know, got back in the swing of things. So I'm feeling pretty good, man. Really feeling uh, pretty optimistic. If I'm awesome, honestly, man. So. Awesome. Uh, how many days a week do you work out? I'm just curious. Oh, man. It varies between anywhere between like four to five. I try to go, but it's like I do total body, but like I always feel down yeah. when I don't go, even though I do total body. So that's, you know, four people that can't make it all the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Totally. No, that's perfect, man. I still that's beat perfect. myself up. Yeah, you look great. You look great as always. And dressed to the Thank you, man. Thank you. Listening to the podcast, (laughs) you're not going to see him, but this man's always always dressed to the nines, and I appreciate that about him. (laughs) Um, I try, man. Yeah. So, dude, uh, I guess first question is the two-part question. First, tell me about how you got started into wrestling, and then what wrestler was the guy that made you be like, I am going to do that one day? Got you. So I would say I would answer the second part first, um, probably. And I guess they kind of go hand in hand almost. Um, I would say probably like Eddie Guerrero, like me being a a, a ruthless aggression baby, I guess you could say. I started watching like in 2003, like on my own. Like I had an older brother. He would watch like the tattoo era, but I didn't know what the hell was going on. (laughs) So so on my own, um, like I would say like Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, like John Cena. Those guys, like the the word life John Cena, yep. guys like that, probably Shawn Michaels too. Um, but to answer the first part, how I got started in wrestling, um, like after high school, like kind of like seeing everybody, all of my friends and stuff, seeing all of them go off to college and stuff like that. I'm just like, okay, like, damn, what are we going to do? Like, I always wanted to be a wrestler, even like ever since I was eight years old, and I fell in love with those guys that made me want to become a wrestler. Um, I like stepped back into reality as like my junior year of high school came about. 
I said, okay, well, what are we going to do with our life? I guess I was like, you know what? I'll become a, a journalist, like a sports, like a broadcaster or whatever. Like, you know, like Stephen A. Smith, yeah. like guys like that. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm very passionate about sports outside of wrestling. Um, so I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But I was sitting one day in the gym and I was like, damn, I won't be happy unless I actually go for this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was uh, doing one of my jobs at the time back in Chicago, actually. And um, I was listening to a podcast uh, with uh, Justin Labar from like WrestleZone. Um, and like, it was like Sean Devari and Ken Anderson. They were on the podcast talking about like how they were about to start up a new school. And I had already planned on going down to at first WWA for in Atlanta. And then that changed into Wildcat in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. And then I heard those guys on there. I was like, damn, like, and this is not a knock on like Wildcat or WWA for, but I was like, damn, like I should probably go to a school, like, you know, under someone that's actually done it. You know what I mean? And to me, in my opinion, at that time, actually doing it was guys that made it to WWE. You know what totally. I mean? Um, so yeah, I packed my things up. I moved up to uh, Minnesota on my own and, um, I went to the Academy school of professional wrestling. Awesome. Those two guys. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, two things, maybe three things stuck out to me there. Um, Eddie Guerrero is being the first guy that came out your mouth. Everyone can't, no one's been able to say just one person yet. I know I can't even yeah, say yeah, one person. Yeah, it's hard, but, bro. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I big time see that. I wouldn't have guessed that, but I big time can see that and just like the style, the flair, the showmanship that you have uh, when, really? you, when you wrestle. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Like thinking about it, like now that I know that, yeah. I'm like, you know, not that you're out there being Eddie, but like you have like right. that extra, like oomph, that chip on your shoulder, that little pep in your okay. step, that, that, is that X factor that uh, I, I don't know if you know you have, but you definitely have <laughs> uh, as far as uh, being a great wrestler. And that's, and that's what I see uh, really taking you far. Uh, the next thing is um, uh, how you how you heard about your school is a pretty cool way um, over a podcast and just packing up and moving. And you were already going to pack up yeah. and move. And like a lot of a lot of folks don't realize that's what you got to do, whether it's in wrestling, or a lot of other industries. It's like there's places yes. that may not be home where it's doing yes. it better than at home. And you just got to go go yeah. take that chance sometimes. This gave me chills. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the truth. You just got to take that leap of faith. Yes. It's hard. Hundred percent. got to do it. 100%. And the third thing that stood out to me about what you said is that moment, that aha moment sitting in the gym, like, I am not going to be happy unless <laughs> I this thing is shot. That is, that's everything. That's everything, man. Um, so the next question, uh, one of the important ones to me, like one of the really fun questions, how has wrestling uh, helped you improve your ability to be vulnerable or put yourself out there and other aspects of your life? Hmm. So I think, um, like we basically dress up in front of everyone, you know what I mean? In our underwear, we really don't, I guess we dress down, I guess you could say <laughs> to our underwear, um, just being open in front of a lot of people, you know what I mean? Just like, like you said, vulnerability, like you're open to criticism in front of everyone, you know what I mean? It's and from your coaches and stuff, just like, so that's one thing I can definitely say being open to criticism. Cause like, you know, when you have a match, you know, you like, Oh man, what could I have done better? You know, to the vets in the locker room, like, Hey man, like what could I have done better? Like, what was this? How was this? You know what I mean? So just being open to criticism, um, whether it's in wrestling, uh, real life circumstances, or just like, you know, at the shoe job or whatever, yeah. just in general, you know, honestly, personal relationships like boyfriend and girlfriend honestly yeah 
Like how, you know, how am I doing? Like, what can I do to make you happier? Yeah. Oh, that feedback aspect is everything. And like, if you get it from a wrestling vet, especially like the old school ones, like mm-hmm. <laughs> will rip you so a new girl. one. Don't even know <laughs> you. We'll just rip you apart. Facts. Like if you can handle that, like this shit in the real world is almost nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, definitely no, a lot, facts. a lot to, uh, to a lot of great skills we get from wrestling to take into the real world and uh, use in a number of ways. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I've si- seen you, I think down in Atlanta at Nightmare Factory, which is yes, for the listeners of wrestling uh, school. Uh, so I see, I've always known you to be a hustler. You're improving yourself in wrestling. Tell me a little bit about that um, and what that improvement for you is like looking like. So, man, honestly, it was a roller coaster ride for me. Because, um, yeah. yeah, man, like two weeks in, I, uh, I was going to say dislocated. <laughs> um, I tore my groin. I guess you could say tour. I, I had a growing strain. We'll say that it's still bothering me. So I, I don't know if I can still call it a tear, but yeah. that's besides the point. So basically I strained my groin very, very badly. Um, and it kept me out of action for about three months. And so not three months. Damn, I'm all over the place. Sorry. Three <laughs> weeks, okay. yeah. three weeks. Um, uh, I was training there still, like, as far as we had strength and conditioning. So I was still training, like when it came to lifting and stuff, like we would, be there from five to seven for like in ring stuff. And then we would go from seven to nine with uh strength and conditioning. Um, so I was still doing the strength and conditioning. I was just doing what I could, you know, with my groin and everything. And I was just like, right by the, they have four rings there. So I was right by the ring side, like taking notes, like while rehabbing, still rehabbing, uh, taking notes. Um, so that, that happened for about a month. The first month was rough. You know, I was questioning myself like, yeah, am I really supposed to be here? Like, should I have taken this leap of faith? You know, like, man, like, am I going to do, I like, I packed up everything and I moved yeah. to Atlanta. So I'm just like, so you were like, living there in Minnesota. Straight up. Yeah, living man. There. Got it. Are you yeah. still living there? Yeah. 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 I am, man. Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. I've relocated. Relocation. I thought it was a camp. So you're down there now, essentially continuing your education in wrestling. Um, yes, sir. And it started with an injury and you're better now. Is that correct? Yeah, for the most part, it still bothers me. Like yeah. at certain points, like last week, uh, the book is I had. I, I, I think I took like a German and stuff. Like I was at a seminar with like Baron Black, and I took a German, and like I felt it. Like so, it's still bothering me. But like I'm able. Like that's wrestling, though. You know yeah. what I mean? We have injuries, and we're able to to work through them. Yeah. But like at camp, nah, man, it wasn't happening at first. Like for those Got first it. three weeks, it was because it happened on a bump. So like I was traumatized to bump again, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's a different story for another day. But yeah, long story um, short, it was a roller coaster ride, a good roller coaster ride, nevertheless. But totally. Yeah. So you folks just heard it. He relocated from Chicago, moved on his own. Was this your first time living alone when you did that? I'm just curious when you first no, went to Minnesota. So, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So your first time, living 22 alone. years old. Woo, 22 years old, first time to Minnesota. He's rocking and rolling and making a lot of progress. Um, I'm sure 2020 did what it did to a lot of us. <laughs> Just, you know, no, stopped right. a lot of momentum. And you were like, oh, I'm pick it back up and pick it up <laughs> the best way that makes sense to me and moved again to keep his education yeah. and wrestling going. So that's 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 crazy, man. That is I, I, I like to think of it as continuing education. What other yeah. industry doesn't have continuing education, you know? Uh, even when you make no, it to a certain right. level and uh, you're still like on that grind on the climb and uh, 
it makes sense. But even when you reach a certain point, you know, the practice doesn't stop. Uh, the improvement doesn't stop. So it's really, it's really cool to hear, man. How is Atlanta <laughs> compared to Minnesota I, without the, considering the winter, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, that was going to be the first thing I'd say. It's hot as hell. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hot as hell. Um, that's one thing. The traffic is really bad too. Oh man, the traffic is, I don't know if you've ever heard, but like, I mean, being in Chicago, like sometimes like going to like on Lakeshore is pretty bad. Like that's one bad part or going heading downtown. Like that can be pretty bad or coming back, going back to the South side. But every day, like there's traffic, like the E-way right by my crib, like getting on the E-way, like there's traffic at like 12 o'clock in the after, afternoon, bro. Yeah. Like, so Man. you never know. <laughs> yeah. So has traffic. moving down there, uh, obviously you get to appear on AEW, AEW. um, mm -hmm. is that the biggest payoff you've seen? What, what, uh, what other, what ways has taken that, that chance paid off for you? Or just tell us about the AEW thing a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously the AEW, you know, that's the elephant in the room, like being able to do that, being able to do dark, that, that paid off, you know? Um, I was honestly the only person, a part of my class to be able to do that so far <laughs> as of right now, like they yeah. picked me out of the class to do it. Um, so that says a lot, I suppose, um, being able to do that, being able to see, you know, like I was there for two days down there at, um, Jacksonville, um, being able to see like how people work TV, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's one thing to like watch it here, sitting at the house, like, oh, like, okay, they're doing this, they're doing that. But like, when you actually get to watch it sitting in the crowd, like watching with no camera angles, you know what I mean? Like, cause they use camera angles, obviously to like yeah. make stuff look prettier. Like seeing it, it's like, damn, like these dudes work really safe. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like this, like, oh, like trying to, you know, to knock somebody lights out like we yeah. do in the Indies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like they're taking care of each other because they this is their career. They want to yeah. do it for a long time. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so that was cool. Um, it's definitely helped me as far as the nightmare factory. That's helped me um like dumb it back down mm -hmm. because I had become like a that indie you indie know guy. that indie style yeah mm -hmm. like with certain moves and like especially my comeback like it was too long and sometimes i would be in the ring thinking like okay when i make this comeback like why aren't the people with me yeah like, wh wh where did i go wrong like why aren't they rocking and rolling with me mm -hmm. and i realized it's because like it's too much yeah they showed me how to like dumb it down simplify certain things you know what i mean like yeah. work tv style almost uh if you will like mm -hmm. um I think Baron, yeah, matter of fact, because Baron Black is one of the coaches there. Um, and I was at his seminar the other day. Um, and he said something about, like, if you look at all of your uh, favorite wrestlers on TV, like, look at Randy Orton, look at uh, Batista, look at Shawn Michaels, all these guys, like, before they hit their finishers, what are they doing? They're dressing it up. It's not about the move. Like, for God's sake, we know, like, the Rock did a people's elbow, bro. It's an elbow. Yep. But it's <laughs> what he did before and after, well, before it, I should say that made it, you know, so glorious, such yep. the, uh, you know, the, the move that it became, you know what I mean? It's Batista, what does he do? Shake the ropes. Mm -hmm. So like, it's just those little things that make, and like, that sounds so elementary, but like those, these are things that I learned and it's yeah. helped me, you know, turn, you know, almost turn a page, I should say, you know what I mean? Totally. So totally. It's two different styles. Uh, you know, I think, you know, on the indies, you might still have to use indie style a little bit, depending on where you are. For sure. TV, you definitely for know. Sure. You want to switch those gears. Mm -hmm. And I, I probably should have loved this for people listening. AEW is basically the kind of new kid on the block, but they're taking everything by storm because they have as many 
great talented wrestlers, high name wrestlers, uh, as WWE does. I, I'd say WWE has its longevity though, and it's been the 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 monster on the block for so long. AW has a really great opportunity at uh, you know doing some competition, and they're 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 doing the competition on TV. So uh, JDX wrestled on AW Dark, which is dark, but which means it's not televised that's correct but it was live on you know me out here youtube it was live YouTube. on youtube so he still had to that's wrestle it. using uh the tv style which is a little bit different mm -hmm. from if we weren't on tv so uh he's gonna be one of the few people i talked to on the podcast who's actually wrestled uh for a major company and it's a super super it was a super cool opportunity for him and i see a lot more of that in this man's future um no, thank you man <laughs> yeah, dude, bro if, if i'm talking to anyone like whenever someone asks me like who do you know who you think might make it i'm like you're at the top of the list by <laughs> far um a few other people i know but like your name's always in the conversation and i, I mean that genuinely i promise you that thank you um man. yeah man hey, i owe that to you dude like those battles we had man jesus honestly those those were career changing battles for me like you really turned my like like you turn my eye on to certain different things, you know what I mean? Like how to work a main event match and stuff. Like I appreciate that, that. I appreciate that went a that, long man. way for me. And it still does, honestly. Yeah. Good, man. Good. I'm happy to hear that. You're still my last match before uh things shut down. I'll probably really? ring at some point. But um yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Some of my favorite times. That's what I was gonna ask you, man. That was that's another elephant in the room. I'm like, is he retired or what? Like, <laughs> where, where's my man did that, bro? <laughs> you everybody me, actually <laughs> almost every almost every uh every time i've uh, done one of these interviews someone's asked uh i don't yeah. i don't consider myself retired i don't consider myself uh running back into the ring but i i, I hope to be you know in there next month or so uh is my okay. commitment unofficial oh, yeah. commitment to myself to uh at least get into some practices and uh try to get back out there soon um glad to hear that man that yeah, made my man. day honestly yeah honest to god i was like you. damn is he retired i know he's doing the motivational like coaching stuff <laughs> dude's too good to be retired bro i appreciate that <laughs> so man i'm glad to hear that you gotta keep the journey going i gotta chase my dream a Heck little bit yeah. longer too <laughs> Hell yeah man. yeah um a couple more questions for you um okay. here's a good one what is your biggest story of you can consider it maybe failure or things not working out as you thought it would and how you turn that around uh and considering uh wrestling stuff hmm it's a good question so basically uh, at some point where i faced failure and turn it around um, honestly yeah i would not even being present at the moment if i'm being honest if i'm opening it up a little bit more about the being here at the nightmare factory mm -hmm. um like when i got hurt uh, QT Marshall, like he was kind of riding me, man. Like, yeah. kind of, I, I wouldn't say from day one, but like he's like a person that like, he's a no nonsense guy. So yeah. like, he was like, oh man, like he was calling me out in like practices and stuff. Mm. And it later came out that like it's because because I, I had to confront him because like man, I was losing sleep, bro. Like honestly, yeah. like I would <laughs> he because he said something about like oh um, I gotta knock you because I said something about like oh, QT, you be paying attention even when I don't think you are or something like that. And then he was like, yeah, he was in front of everybody. It's like 20 people in the like in the room and they have like four rings and everybody kind of stopped like and watched this like back and forth like 
competition that we were having, like war of words almost. It wasn't yeah. long, but like you could tell there was tension. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't like the first time like we had exchanged words, but at this point it kind of reached their head almost. But anyway, so like I said, like, oh QT, I didn't know you be half the time, like you be paying attention when I don't know you are, or something like that. He was like, Yeah, man. He's like, You think you're better than everybody else here? I gotta knock you off your pedestal. And so that knocked me back, bro. Like, it was like, damn, like what? So like everybody came up to me, like my peers and stuff. It's like, oh man, we totally don't think that, yada, 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 mm-hmm. which meant the world. Cause I, I was really in my head, like, do I really carry myself like that? Where's yeah. this coming from? Like this dude don't know me. This yeah. like the whole, like my head was, man, like my head was gone, bro. Yeah. So like, that's another reason why I was questioning myself. Like, damn, am I supposed to be here? Like, mm-hmm. so like I, and that was, that happened on a Friday. And so I had a long weekend, like mm-hmm. just thinking about that, like, damn, like, so the Monday came and I finally confronted him about it. And it came out that like, Oh, cause I see potential, yada, yada, yada. And so make a long story short, Roy is like, um, I didn't think it was going anywhere for me because like he was riding me so hard. Mm-hmm. And then like, I probably like a few weeks later, like it came out like that I was going to get the dark opportunity. And I was like the only one and I was sitting there like, Oh, they was like, Oh, like, um, like there was like everybody gathered around the ring like we got a big announcement whatever whatever like sometimes in this business you get opportunities yada 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 and here i am thinking like my boy brandon gore because like brandon like he's awesome and like he's a natural at wrestling so like and you could tell from day one like everybody loved him all the coaches that is like cody Mm -hmm. qt like you could tell all of them loved him so i was like okay all right i'm like brando brando about to get this opportunity for dark and then QT was like, he called my name. He's like, JDX is going to TV. And I'm just like, what? Like, I just sunk, just like sunk to the, like, to the mat. Cause we were standing around the ring and it was like, damn, like, okay. Like this hard work did pay off Yeah, all that, you know, like me feeling like a failure, like it paid off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I was questioning myself hard. Yeah. So, bro, that, that just gave me chills, like legit. Like I'm feeling it right here, a little tear, <laughs> like about to leak out for real. That, that's that's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Hey man, I almost went to cry. I was like, damn, <laughs> like, all right. This is worth it, then, I suppose. Huge opportunity, man. That that that's what taking those risks is all about for sure. Um, I, yeah. I also want to add, you have your character carries himself in a way. I, and you when we're practicing, you got to be that, you know, you got to yeah. practice how you play. Yeah. So, that's exactly what I think it was. That's what was. That's it. It's hard, especially when you're just getting to know a group of coaches and shit is like, uh, how, yeah. how, how hard should I be playing the character here? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be a dick. Not your character's even a dick, but exactly. then, like I said, it's got that swag, got that, that, that chip sure. on your shoulder, you know? Um mm-hmm. So that's crazy that I almost got you in trouble. But yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's how I felt. I'm like, damn, like, do I need to tone it back? Like, yeah, fuck. yeah. And I, I appreciate <laughs> you advocating for yourself with them when you weren't sure where you, where you stood. I'm sure that helped a lot yeah. too, you know? Uh, no, for sure. He said that, like, that was the best thing that I could have done, like, confront yeah. him about it. Good. Hell so, yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's one oh. more. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off, man. No, uh, no. Like, I want to be able to share this with other people because, like, yes. Cody shared it with me. Yes. Um, and that was another reason I was, like, Cody QT was on my ass because I was asking certain questions. Like, one thing I don't – I can't stand, like, when it's a room full of wrestlers and you got people that, like, have been in WWE or have done it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people don't ask questions. That's one thing I like to do 
Not yeah. me putting myself on a pedestal, but I like to ask questions because it opens up avenues for other people to learn. And Definitely. of course, myself. Um, so I love when other people ask questions so I can learn. So one question I asked um, Cody um, in my 12 weeks there, I was like, yo, like, what's one of the greatest? This is a generic ass question, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like um, the answer wasn't generic. So this is why I'm going to share with people. Um, I asked Cody, like, yo, what's one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received in wrestling? Um, and he told me, was like, man. Uh, Randy Orton told me like Vince was riding his ass back when him and uh, DiBiase was like uh, a tag team or whatever. And Vince was like, oh, you're bringing the team down, yada, yada, yada. And Cody was getting all in his head about it. And so then one day Randy Orton was like, yo, he was like, don't ever let anyone make you think that you're not the biggest star in the ring. Mm. And that stuck with me like, damn. And that's one like thing that went through my hands like, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm doing. Like, that's what I try to do. That's what I try to emulate. So, like, when QT was riding my ass, like, you bring it up, like, my character. That's what I try to emulate. Like, yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah. But I just want to share that with other, like, uh, wrestlers and stuff. Like, don't that's ever, cool. you know, not act like that. That don't mean get your own shit in and not protect your opponent and make yeah. them look good, too. But you got to carry that, you know, carry your way. That's carry beautiful. yourself in that way. If everybody tries to be the biggest star in the ring, it makes everybody step the fuck up <laughs> for sure it's huge sure. it makes the show that for much sure. better and of course remembering the number one thing that's keeping everybody safe and uh working together to to make the best story but like mm-hmm. you know as the individual like i i must carry myself the biggest make myself look the biggest and if everyone's having yes. that that it elevates everything it takes away sure. all the lazy fucks that don't need to be in the business in the first place <laughs> you know it lets them know where the fuck <laughs> they stand and if you're not willing to step it up like that like get the fuck out you'll sink hell yeah man hell yeah i appreciate that i i I, i'm sure so many people uh at the facility they gotta look up to you or want to play play on your level you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so you doing that is is helping everybody get better so that that's cool shit man uh one more question and um i want to yeah i want to ask you how or what would you say to anyone who's chasing a dream that's not even wrestling necessarily, but they're, they're sitting on it. They ain't willing to make that move. They ain't willing to make that sacrifice. They're scared of it because they think it's not going to work out and they're not going to yeah. be able to turn it around. What, what would you say to someone who has a dream like that um, that might inspire them to, to take that chance on that dream? So honestly, um, when you ask that question, the first thing that came to mind for me um, and actually, like, damn, when I was sitting in Planet Fitness and I was staring out the window and I said to myself, I wouldn't be happy unless I actually, like, tried to pursue this and actually do it. Um, one of my wrestling coaches um, back in high school, he was like, McCoy, you don't want to be sitting at the table 40 years old thinking woulda, shoulda, coulda. And I was like, damn, like, yeah, like just in that very moment, like I was jogging around the wrestling room when he said that like instantly i just picked up my sprint like damn i mean like yeah that just motivated me so i would say that to other people too like whatever it is like forget wrestling throw wrestling out the window Mm -hmm. like even if you're not like chasing hollywood or like stardom or whatever it is maybe as you just want to start your own business i would just say just go for it like and i'm getting chills thinking about it because it's like i don't want to see people like live a life unfulfilled yeah. Like, just go for it. Like, like what you're doing, man, that's cool, bro. You're helping people out. You're a motivational coach. Like, man, like you're motivating people. And sometimes like one thing I, um, I've read is like, even like, if you think that 
um, no one else is into what you are, you're wrong. Like something like that. I probably butchered yeah. that quote, but like you get what I'm saying. Like there are people out there that like can get something from what you, you know, what you, what you're into or what you do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just say, just do it. Just, just take that leap of faith. You never know what can come from it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so many quotes are going through my head, but I would just say like, man, if you like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Yep. So like, just take it, just go for it. Take like, it, take it, just go and for it. You, you saying that makes me think of one more and it's something along the lines of you, you, you go for it. And even if you don't get that goal, you mm-hmm. get so much on the journey. <laughs> yeah. Like yes, how much yes, have you, you grown get so much from it since 22 year old moving from Chicago? Like how much a lot <laughs> have you grown? Like you, you've had to figure out stuff in the real life to chase this dream even and yeah. make it work. Like 22 yeah. year old from Chicago couldn't have done that. And even mm-hmm. if you went and got a normal job, like would you have the skill set that you have right now? You know, probably not carry into the world. Probably not. So that's crazy. That's uh, I love seeing it, man. And I love your hat and I love your shirt. And did you get that from <laughs> man as well? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, man. So I got it from uh, I don't know where the hell I got this hat from, bro. I got a lot of <laughs> this, this sweater, though. This sweater is from Zara. That's what Zara. This, this got it. Neck is from got Zara. it. That's the other one you told from me Zara. about. Right, yeah, bro. hell yeah, dude. Yeah, bro, y'all got so many Zaras in Chicago. You got to. Y'all got going. so many Zaras. <laughs> and even if go. you don't go, like go um go online. Zara, they they had a sale like a week or two ago. I don't know if it's still ongoing, but yeah. My man, my they man. Good stuff. All right, my guy JDX giving the fashion tips and the motivational tips and the how to make your dream a fucking thing tips. So Thanks for coming on, Absolutely. dude. I appreciate you so much. Uh, this is a fun chat, and uh, I'm sure the listeners are going to enjoy it too. And that is it for my chat with my buddy JDX. And uh, man, what a great chat that was. Definitely some real visceral feelings, some emotions, uh, some flashbacks of what it is to be on the road and sacrificing for the dream. He is a, a true embodiment of that and really someone that has so much it factor. I only see the sky's the limit for that man, JDX. And another special thing about this conversation, it happened a little while back, and now I'm just putting it out there for you to see, but it is the conversation that, uh, not that any other of my buddies had not done it for me, but really talking to JDX was made me feel inside like, yo, it's time to get back to it. So I am, uh, if you've not seen me announce it on Instagram, I am entering into the pro wrestling world again with my first match coming on September 25th. Going to be a good time. I'm sure I'll talk about it on the podcast, let you know what that's going or how that goes and what that preparation will be like. Uh, so I'm super pumped about that. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, but I want to remind you about tomorrow night at... 8 p.m. Central Time. I'll be joining Rhonda from Iraqi Healing Energy on Instagram Live talking about resetting your mind and what that's going to do for your life. So we'd love to see you there. Instagram at Roy Flash Gordon. If you have any questions, concerns, anything along those lines, anything I can help you with, support you with, please hit me up there. Also, you can tune in for that live there as well. Thanks again. Talk soon.